Good evening and welcome. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour two of the broadcast here on this Wednesday, the 21st of February, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is beyond the official narrative. I have with me my regular Wednesday co-host, Mr. David Scorpio. And David, uh, well, so you've been on the road quite a bit recently, is that right? Well, yes. Yes, uh, I actually have been um, underground, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I've heard about that. Uh, it's a very, very traumatic uh, situation uh, you let us know about. So that's, uh, yeah, that's certainly uh, good to know that you're holding up and you've still been able to contribute to the show here. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we have Pelosi who was out there going unhinged. Uh, with this rant about how Trump is being blackmailed by Putin. So, uh, (laughs) I don't know, surely we're not the only ones who will find this humorous. How is uh, Putin blackmailing Trump? What's the story on that? I haven't heard that one. Oh, well... uh, Putin is among the top three or four evil people in the world. Pelosi ranted uh, before stating, what does he have on Donald Trump that he has to be consistently catering to Putin? So she claimed Trump, uh, whose name she struggled to remember, has brought disgrace to the White House and didn't consider it an honor to serve as president or take seriously the oath to defend the Constitution. Um, Let's see, as far as the Putin part here, I'm trying to find. I don't know what Putin had on him, but it's probably financial or something on the come, something he expects to get. And she says he's a person without values. It looks like he's going to be a person without dollars. She also claimed Trump is telling Putin to go into these countries, NATO countries, without saying what countries she was referring to, adding that NATO is there to stop Russia, to keep Russia out. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just baseless ranting. It's all someone like Nancy Pelosi is good for these days, possibly ever has been. But, uh, I mean, you know, but people are saying, oh, Biden running for re-election is one of the greatest gags ever put over on the American public. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, clearly they a lot of people, what you're saying, you think it's not too late where it could still wind up being the current California governor, the Newsom. Oh, sure. The, these, uh, you know, let's remember the Democratic National Committee is a private corporation. It can do whatever it wants. It doesn't have to follow its own rules. People say, oh, it's too late. According to the rules, they can't do that. <laughs> it's a private corporation. They don't 
Yeah, indeed. I, I don't know. I was lost to you there for a for a second. Uh, maybe maybe you'd want to try a, a a reconnection if it if it breaks up more. But uh, well, we'll see. I mean, where any of this goes with the. I mean, well, we have the the border, we have Ukraine, but the economy is what people obviously are thinking about most of all. Uh, Bidenomics, you know, it's just one of the biggest punchline, single words uh, of the decade, right? I mean, it's it's just amazing how much the acceleration of the uh, inflation, you know, devaluing of our uh, dollars spending power. Just that acceleration rate, how fa- much uh, faster it became, really, in between the Trump and Biden administrations. I mean, that does seem to be the case, David. Well, there was, yeah, the, the, the Biden's economic policies have been an absolute disaster by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, Trump was correct about uh, becoming friends with russia we, we should be close allies with russia um we you know we're both uh christian majority majority white nations and instead they what they've done is they pushed russia into the arms of china which is of course it's on purpose but it's it's one of the biggest geopolitical mistakes uh of the 20s 20th and 21st century because uh this is how they're going to set the stage for the coming war that's why they can't allow America and Russia to become uh, close allies like they should be. Yes, and I mean, as far as the amount will... Well, if I were to be more objective, uh, fair and balanced, when I look at the rate of, you know, again, this inflation... uh, the COVID justification for money printing kind of set a new precedent with the amounts, it seems, out there. It just so happens that that was, you know, at the end of Trump's watch and just before Biden's watch. But globally, that seems like something that has been a plan, like COVID and the transfer of wealth with the lockdowns and and um, COVID relief and all that, you know, and it. Uh, well, again, went to the people who were already wealthiest, but maybe wouldn't have stayed that way if it weren't for that transfer of wealth and those lockdowns, David. You know, so I mean, in some ways, it's this is something that's global. Uh, you know, this increase in uh, in inflation, devaluation of the dollar, uh, much higher uh, amounts. No matter what sort of spending bill you're talking about or whatever, I mean, just the amounts of money people are asking for to for anything and everything is just much higher suddenly ever since the COVID relief money. That's what I've noticed. Oh, it's no question. Uh, that was a transformative moment in history. Uh, and it's certainly led to the incredible inflation. I, I think we're at around 20% inflation in this country, higher in some areas. Uh, so the idea that the economy is doing great under Biden, it, it's sort of a, um, an exercise in in listening to the thoughts of your captors if you believe what your kidnappers tell you, you know. Uh, so um, 
it, it's really an incredible situation. Just playing cover for him. Yeah, we uh, we seem to be uh, hearing you uh, breaking up again a bit. Uh, you know, I actually I found that uh, clip. I sent it as an MP4 uh, to the producer here. Uh, so I don't know. You know, David, if at some point maybe in the next moment you want to try reconnecting, it might help your sound. And yeah, I, I'm gonna I, hang up and try to reconnect. So I'll be back in a few minutes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right. Okay. All right. And, you know, I mean, I think this is something a lot of people would find uh, curious. It's, it's Sometimes this website's hard to bring up, but I, I fortunately I have a downloaded version I sent. And, um, and you know, I don't know if it has to do with uh, the traffic or maybe it also gets a lot of uh, DOS attacks uh, because it's just a very uncensored... Uh, website uh, for videos, but it is it's just interesting. The whole uh, critical race theory Im- impact. Oh, okay, good, Mike. Uh, the whole critical race theory in- impact. I, I would just want to see if Scorpio returns, so he'll hear uh, he'll hear us as well with the with the audio here on the. Well, so-called uh, professors, you know, uh, in the universities now. I mean, they've been fed uh, this steady stream of, uh, well, we was Kang's uh, sort of doctrine. Uh, white people are are the root of all evil. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of like weird pseudoscience, like regarding a. Melanin amounts regarding, um, well, just these claims of psychopathy attributed to white people. (laughs) And I mean, you know, a lot of it seems like projection that our chicken swinging friends uh, came up with as as something to whisper in their ears, frankly, uh, because it just sounds like a total projection if you talk about. people being prone to psychopathy or sociopathy for that matter. But I mean, you know, you'll get some of this and I don't know, you know, just this guy seems really creative. Like he goes off into his own little realms and he doesn't even need the textbooks for it. I kind of started those critical race theory textbooks, but uh, you know, it seems like this guy's just got a whole realm of um, plans for his academic future based on anti-white doctrine, uh, fabricated uh, with nothing <laughs> really to to base much of it on. I mean, it's, I, I don't know, getting getting a little uh, snapshot, you know, audio snapshot of, of what he teaches in his lectures, I think will be a, a pretty, well, mind-expanding. See, I don't know what is with Mr. Scorpio there. He, uh, I know he's had uh, some, well, traveling that could be part of the issue. We'll see if he 
it's connected in the next minute or two. And again, this, uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I was never able to get to that. Uh, fortunately, I, again, I downloaded the video. We'll be playing here, but no, it's a pretty interesting website. Um, definitely a, a lot of, uh, this sort of culture and, well, just a lot of what is hidden from most, I mean, certainly, you know, I mean, with the shootings, for example, we had this, uh, what, in St. Louis, I, I want to say, we had this after Super Bowl parade. And, of course, you didn't really hear too much about it, but... I mean, from some sources, evidently, I mean, it was identified as two black, young black men or uh, teens uh, who were the perps, you know, the shooters. And, of course, that doesn't fit the optics these days. So, you know, that explains how, you know, it had just been kind of pushed to the, uh, the back page and, uh, you know, you didn't really get any details ever on it. And, you know, is it even going to be used for the gun agenda? You know, because it's just, you know, we don't want to focus on it. It would certainly um, not help the the spin. And, uh, I mean, you know, there's just so much polarization. And, again, it even affects our circles in the independent media here. Well, I'm surprised we're, uh, we're still not getting back from... Uh, from Mr. Scorpio there. Maybe we should have kept him on, you know, <laughs> while we were able. But, uh, well, I don't know. I won't be able to try to add him because he's already added. I suppose I could try to remove him and then add him. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so there, he's gone. We didn't need him, right? And now we'll add him. And see if that helps. Live radio, folks. It's exciting. We're, we're exploring and learning together. I'm bringing you on a journey. Put on your uh, seatbelt. So, okay, we'll see if he, if he connects any better or gets a call there. And I, I don't know. I mean, I... Again, here everyone, even around our circles, divided on anything, any sort of prediction for the near future, whether it has to do with the uh, domestic politics and our upcoming election, or whether it has to do with our economy, whether it has to do with pandemics, uh, for that matter. And then, of course, the central bank digital currency fears you know i mean i i touched on this ever so briefly yesterday uh, with our illustrious guest mr sledge and uh, hmm well okay we'll see if we get anything from david here in the next minute or two while i brief you on a you know a bit of these Concerns from, well, this was Aaron Day, an activist post. I mean, he was talking about how there's a stage set already for CBDCs 
potentially in the near future, whether or not the powers that be will act on them is something else. Again, this is just mostly speculation. There's not really anything this gentleman had as, as a secret info to go on. But central bank digital currencies threaten to replace the cash we use with programmable, trackable, and censorable tokens controlled by governments. Tokens, hmm? Your financial, well, virtual. Your financial choices could be suppressed and privacy eliminated based on what Aaron Day here has learned and experienced directly, he says. This could happen before the 2024 election. The best way to stop it is through direct action, not through politics. In my 30 years as a serial entrepreneur and liberty activist, I've never encountered a more significant or urgent threat to human freedom and liberty than CBDCs, he says. My direct experience with cryptocurrency, insights from researching my book about the threat of CBDCs called The Final Countdown, and an understanding of the political realities regarding CBDCs from my experience running in the 2024 Republican presidential primary have propelled me to dedicate 100% of my time and attention to sounding the alarm on this issue. And so it's going over how CBDCs could lead to total control, your spending, your identity, your life. CBDCs are a form of digital cash. It can be programmed, monitored, and censored by the government. They can serve as a gateway to complete tyranny by enabling social credit scores, digital IDs, vaccine passports, and more. To see what life might be like under this type of digital tyranny, you can read the first chapter of this book. But they should mention the Internet of Things here, I would say. As well, because, I mean, you know, if you want to scrutinize and track every consumer in every way they use energy, I mean, that, that that's certainly a component, you know, how they have everything uh, which links to your Wi-Fi these days when within range in your appliance and, and household gadget uh, arsenal. And so, okay, he talks more about his books, his workshops. Uh, but and then it goes on with the uh, political landscape, you know, why CBDCs could be unrolled shortly. And, again, I briefly touched on this yesterday. He says, well, we did already have authorization through the Biden administration for a research into them. This was two years ago. I remember this. I reported on it. And that was what March 9th, 2022. President Biden signed Executive Order 41067. 14067. This EO places the highest urgency on research and development efforts into the potential design and deployment options of the United States CBDC. It also calls for a whole-of-government approach to regulating digital assets. As you will see in a further section, the technology for a U.S. CBDC has already been developed. Uh, 
Okay, yeah, sure. We could do that, uh, Mike, and and yeah, try to uh, connect with uh, with Scorpio. Uh, we have a caller, folks, so maybe we'll bring on our caller and and let him uh, give his points. We have Reb, I believe. Hey, yeah. Reb, how's it going tonight? What what did this you want to bring United, up today, sir? This is the United States government talking now. U.S. Pentagon first team, Bubba Scout Reb. You should be saying, how the hell did we do that? We're geniuses. And unlike you, we don't dwell on what the spew is of whatever's coming off the other broadcast. Let's, take, let's hear your take on it. We don't want to hear it. We got this we got this thing. It's how civilization has progressed. You never studied. You weren't even here. But civilization progresses because someone has access. We've got access. You don't shut up about us. Why aren't we doing our job? Good question. That's what you should be saying. Bubba, scout, reb, ingrain it in your head and don't shut up about it. We're the U.S. government. We're not kidding. We're at the top of the tent. I get phoned by RSEC, the National Command Center, at, at the Pentagon. Both offices and Secretary of Defense were signed to. Austin's on his way out. It's going to be changed now, not later. Now, I don't know why you're delaying this. It's paid for. It's a public law, and we've got access. That's how civilization has changed, not by fake Generously, like Q and I. So is the government okay? So so is the government assisting uh, to uh, displace white people in the U.S. before they before before the rest of the population? You're damn right. They're doing that, or they do it our way. We have access. There's a hole being opened right now to stop this. Now we know how the third world works. How they're overbreeding. You can't tell one from the other. They think. The sand darkies from the sands of Africa or, or some Samoans, they stick them with a latrino. They're, they're just born, and they drag them across the border. Everywhere in the world is a breeding factory to destroy this continent, and they're just shipping them over, and they walk them across. It's their offspring. Then these agencies of the United Nations take them, they disappear into there, but they keep flooding in. This is never going to stop, but we know how to stop it. Bubba. Scout, Reb, do not shut up about it. Why didn't you shut up about QAnon? I even hear that's coming back. It's a crock. It's a cr- They're not government. We are. That's why I talk like I do. That's why I harass the military. That's why they ke- we're military jurisdiction. We're outside the Justice Department. We don't oh, Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, listen, we, we are going to try to get that clip going and reconnect with Scorpio. Well, your last comments here, Reb, for today, please, sir. Scorpio's a jerk. You Whoa, hey, no, come on now, now. Hey, well, you can't be calling one of our hosts a jerk. Now. Well, we were going to no. tell him. Wait, 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 why am I a jerk? What did I do? What, hey, what Rob, did I do? Okay. He's back, Rob, okay. so why is You're, he a jerk? Well, his name, it brings back memories of the 70s. Now, someone we call with the NYPD, his name was Scorpio. And what he was going to do was what you're seeing today in the streets of New York, set up a Woodstock. Hey, 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 are, are, are okay, you, anyway. wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. That's got nothing to do with me. Yeah. What, what's wrong with you, man? Are you, yeah, this, I don't what, know why what, you just suddenly call Scorpio a jerk, you know? I mean, just because, what, you got interrupted because I mentioned his name or something? Anyway, yeah. Rob, hopefully you could be better uh, with your state of mind next time. But uh, thanks for trying to contribute your comments. and. Okay. Anyway, uh, Scorpio, I'm glad you're back, sir. And yeah, I want to hear your take on this uh, 
professor, uh, you know, this, what, uh, again, critical race theory uh, infused professor uh, with his little, like, two and a half minute uh, portion of his lecture. If you would, please, Mike. Yeah. Whites are psychopaths. Yeah, did you want to say something first, David? I was just going to say that guy sounds like he's uh, mentally unbalanced somehow. That was bizarre. Uh, but, hey, it takes all kinds, I guess. Well, no, I mean, for Reb, he, you know, he didn't sound too different. Um, I hear him calling to uh, Robert Raybould a lot. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why he suddenly, yeah, said that about you. But well, if he'd like to address something to me that's rational, I'd love to hear it. But talking about some 1970s, uh, thing in the some movie you know from the 1970s about New York police. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with me. So, uh, <laughs> but if he wants to be rational, we can talk about it. Exactly, exactly. I agree. And and so anyway, this is uh, a a professor discussing whites and white rape culture, etc. If you would please, Mike. Whites are psychopaths, and their behavior represents an underlying biologically transmitted pro- proclivity with roots deep in their evolutionary history. How, can, how many of you could see the proclivity that evolved deep within the evolutionary history of whiteness by show of hands? How many of you could see it? Some people are sitting here, oh, no, I don't want to raise my hand. That's called denial. There's no discussion about the delusion and the perversion of whiteness. Say this with me. Rape culture in America is a legal, economic, and moral institution. So we're going to, we have it written in the law, you can rape black women, but we've never been a racist country. This goes beyond gaslighting, and it's rooted in psychological delusion. And I'm not seeking agreement from white people at all. I don't prioritize whiteness or white people in my work in that way. So turn to your neighbor and say, as much as we want to talk about how bad anti-blackness is, it is the foundation of all American, all white American institutions. We then get to Ron DeSantis. He says, in Florida, we're taking a stand against the state-sanctioned racism that is critical race theory. We won't allow Florida tax dollars to be spent teaching kids to hate our country or hate each other, only to hate black people. We will invest dollars in that. I think whites are psychopathic. I think there are many lies. The level of lying that white people do that has started since colonialism, we're just used to it. Teenagers, young people that are going out and committing purse, uh, uh, home invasion and hitting people, women over the head with purse, uh, uh, objects and stealing their purses. I want you to just say that's just human nature. And if some, if you're sitting here, you're going, wow, he sounds really pro-black. I am. I am. And for all you white people who are unwilling to admit that, admit that you're pro-white, you're just not saying it. What would you say for folks who may say that your work is considered to be reverse racism. I don't make room for that. Okay, well, 
Uh, we should have the break any second here, folks, and we'll be back. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN.
are back, folks, beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting. Richard Carey here with David Scorpio. And so, yeah, David, uh, what did you think of the uh, the bit you caught of this of this professor and his his rantings? Well, I think I think he was being honest, uh, at least uh, about where he is, uh, and um, I think a lot of white people are afraid to say that they're racist or they have um, their own, uh, you know, that they actually prefer their own people. So on those counts, he was right. Uh, uh, and America has been historically a racist country, but uh, most countries have been. Uh, I think it's part of human nature. And uh, so it's kind of a mixed bag there. But uh, obviously the guys on the far left and uh, is a result of, or a, a, a product of the you know, so-called academia that we have today. Yes. Yeah, indeed. I mean, we have a whole generation now who are brought up on, well, you know, not just believing, you know, the, the out of Africa that we're all, um, you know, from the same um, genetically. And uh, then you get the belief that there are just distortions that led to white people, you know, and some people actually believe this, that like, you know, that it's, um, you know, just, just some sort of defect in the genetics that led to, to white people, uh, the psychopathy claim, uh, which is interesting when you'll, you'll hear so much legitimate, uh, suggestion regarding the tribe, but, you know, to blacks, it was somehow fed, uh, as part of the narrative that, that whites are inherent to uh, to being psychopathic. As far as the amount that um, you have the projection, I mean, well, the rape thing, okay, well, that was the big one. And I mean, the first part of it, we didn't hear too well, um, you know, and, and he, of course, also speaks, obviously, before and after that clip at the lecture but i mean saying that legally it's okay for black women to be raped and i bet anything though that he has in there with his philosophy that it's common for you know white men to rape black women and not being held accountable actually those statistics from what i understand are like virtually non-existent i don't mean to be insulting if that if, if in any way that can be seen that way but, I mean, as far as interracial rape statistics, I mean, black on white that are significant, but as far as white on black rape, it's not really it's not really something that you get in any amounts to even really have have statistics on, frankly, from what I uh, have seen uh, alleged data reports. Uh, do, what do you have to say on this, David? Well, I think statistically you're correct. Uh, as far as I know, there there are no ca- or very few cases of black women being raped by white men. But of course, if you look at the other statistics, if you reverse that um, equation, the statistics are quite high. So uh, this guy's got no ground to stand on if he looks at the numbers. But I don't think he wants to do that. Yes. No. Indeed. Yes, no, indeed. I mean, and 
looking at actual data is is not what critical race theory is is about. It's about how you feel, and you know, based on your perceived uh, historical, uh, well, placement and repercussions. Uh, never mind uh, aspects of history which may be inconvenient uh, as far as you know it not just being uh, evil whitey uh, when you look at slave ship and slave owners uh, being to such large degree Jewish when you look at the fact that by and large these slaves uh, who were put on these ships they were sold to these people from other black tribes who had them in slavery and were selling them. And so, I mean, you know, black people enslaving their own people and selling them. Uh, The fact that to this day, you know, I mean, we actually still have slavery uh, in these other parts of the world. In Africa, that's not discussed these days, of course. You know, so, I mean, yeah, there's so much you have to leave out, certainly, uh, to the... uh, to the politically correct uh, critical race theory, David. Well, and if you if you really dive into the whole issue of slavery, um, pretty much everyone um, had a role in it. Of course, the Jews ran the slave ships and the slave markets. That's a verified fact. Uh, just read the book, "The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews." Uh, that's actually all laid out, and it's it was actually sourced using all. Jewish historical sources, so it really the information it cannot be denied. I see we have another caller uh, jumped on here. We have Bobby in Florida. Hey, Bobby, hey, how you doing today, I, sir? Okay, <laughs> I think I think Reb was talking about Serpico. Remember uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who played in Godfather. What's his name? He uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. He's, he's, yeah, it's, he's Serpico, not Scorpio. <laughs> well, it's close enough for him. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys go. I don't know if you guys are my age. I remember watching that when I was a kid. Uh, D- yeah. David, I think, is a little closer to your age uh, than myself. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm sixty. So yeah, Mike remembers that when they had. They had the red pill guy on here. Uh, was red pill V? I don't know if you remember that guy. He used to come on at night, and well, Mike, the controller, I used to come on there. I used to I had a different handle. It was over nine thousand, but he would come on there, and I would kind of debate him about all this. He was like, you know, he swore up and down that you know white supremacy existed and systemic this, and he said he would get on Gab, systemic racism. He would get on Gab, and all these these guys would white guys would. He says this, you know. It's okay to use the N-word. I mean, he, he used to have a show on here. And I, I like the guy and all. I try to reason with him, but I grew up in a different time. You know, I grew up in Tampa, not far from where you're at. And I, I grew up with all kinds of different people. You know, black people had to go to school with them. Some of my best teachers were black people. Uh, but they've changed in the last 30 years. That They've got more radical. Like I, I, like I was telling V all the time, I said, you know, when I was a kid, black people called each other brother. Now they call each other the N-word, you know. So, and it, you could, it was typical to say Negro. You could say Negro now. I even say Negro, you, you could get killed, beat to death, and uh, it would be, you know, it'd be your fault, you know, to get off for doing that. 
yeah. Even if you're making a reference to the United Negro College Fund? Yeah, the United Negro College Fund. <laughs> I remember when I was, I remember in, in, in 1968, in my first grade class, we had a little black boy, and it was, I think it was, I was in, they had his start then. The little black boy coming, and everybody was calling him a monkey. So the teacher brought him up and goes, he is not a monkey, he is, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Negro. Come up here, and they, we all built his hair, we looked at the palm of his hand, and it was going to say, he's not a monkey. And, you know, you couldn't do that now for, for you, know, you couldn't say Negro, but um, it was just different. It's just like black people have got more and more, they've got more and more rights and, and have got more and more successful, but they're more and more radical and more and more, and, you know, a lot of people don't understand slavery. They don't really read it. I mean, if you look at Europe, it was full of white slavery there. The Vikings made slaves of people, uh, the Slavic countries like Yugoslavia, Slavia, Slavia, they mean slave. Those were countries that slaves got the Huns, the Medes, the Moors, all that stuff. Nobody really looks into all that. They just want to use it for an excuse. And uh, it kind of makes me sick. But I think they've all been indoctrinated over the years. And get back to Gab. I think they have, I've heard that they have these troll farms. They have, they got the Mossad working on that. And they're getting these, these, these troll farms are just like these guys sitting in a room with computers going on Gab and being doing all this racial stuff, you know, to, to provoke, to turn people against each other. I was reading an article about that. I think I've seen, a, seen a, some kind of a video about that, too. You know what I'm talking David, about? Yeah, and David, uh, you're probably well, possibly familiar with that uh, that late-night host for the weeknights we had at RBN for a while, a black guy, V. Uh, the, yeah. And... Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, he he was kind of more from a leftist uh, uh, background uh, in some ways, and you know, he swore that you know ever since college that the government was like spying on him and trying to chip him and this and they had pretty wild wild theories there. But you know, he yeah, he certainly like had this narrative that you know there was an anti-black thing, not an anti-white thing. That that yeah, that, that, that right. was his focus on what he would talk about, uh, certainly, uh, but. I mean, David, are you still with us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, really good call. I, I think uh, the caller made some good points about intensely trying to turn people against one another. I, I think that is part of the the uh, fractionalization process they want. But, um, yeah, I, I, knew, uh, I knew that V guy back when he called himself the iconoclast years and years ago, back in, like, 2008. He was... He called himself the iconoclast, and uh, interesting character. He always had some strange stories, but uh, you know, I, I like it when people are able to kind of talk about racial issues uh, openly and work through it, rather than um, you know censor each other and uh, be offended by everything. You know, I think there's a way to uh, live amongst each other in respect and kindness. Uh, doesn't mean we have to uh, interbreed with each other or be forced to live together. Uh, by the government, I think there's uh, other paths forward for for uh, racial issues in humanity. Bobby, yeah, well, yeah, like he he told me he lived in Poland, and people were just so nice to him they almost like worshipped him because there's not that many black people there. So I, I, told, I tell him, you know, that goes to show you that all white people, you know, it's all you. Well, he he put a lot of it on the the cops, you know. I said, cops pull you over no matter what color you live in Florida. They'll pull you over if your car looks got a dent in it. You think you're a meth head, or they pull you over anyway, man. You get pulled over, it don't matter what color you are. 
And there's black cops pulling over black people and black cops pulling over white people. That's not here. I don't know. I can't speak for the rest of the country. I don't know. But, you know, if, if you're driving around and your car's all pimped out and you're hitting, you're playing something big noise coming out of it and you smell marijuana smoke, well, yeah, you're going to get pulled over. If you look like that, a lot of people do. A lot of these guys do. I mean, they're out there shelling, you know, putting it out there with the big rims on the car and all. And then you see these videos that get pulled over. Well, look at your car, man. You smell If you're smoking dope going down the road, that's not a very smart thing to do. <laughs> you know? But I guess it goes on everywhere. It's like that police or the, the cops, you know, they're like everybody else, I guess. Some of there's good and there's bad with everything, you know? Right. Yeah, you know, and... Anything else, David, you want to, yep. uh, regarding Grabby's call that you wanted to uh, uh, respond with? No, good call. I agree. Uh, yeah, I've been harassed by the cops before, and I'm not black, obviously. It just depends on the situation. Um, but I do think, as a rule, the cops are a little out of control in, in America. Uh, and I don't think it, I think it supersedes racial issues, um, although I'm sure black people are, are treated worse because cops get jaded dealing with all the black crime. I mean, let's be honest. That's well, what about too, the... Yeah. Well, David, what about Bobby's uh, comments about how, well, like, you know, like he says, he's, he's 60, so he's like maybe a couple years older than, than yourself, a few years older than yourself, rather. Um, but yeah, he's, he's saying like 30 years or so. But I mean, in, in our lifetime, uh, how much blacks have changed? Um, I don't know. How would you comment on that, David? Well, I, I think he's right, um, you know, but I think this is due to intentional uh, behavior modifications that they've done to, to make uh, black people more radical through the school system and through media, through uh, music, uh, to try to cause problems. And this, again, uh, this is one of the Jewish tactics is to set everyone against each other uh, and let's you and them fight, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, those are great points, and uh, I'm, I'm behind on, on some of your uh, your emails and, uh, and and links you sent me there, Bobby. I'm meaning to check them out. I, I guess sometimes I just get overwhelmed with uh, with everything. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I don't mean to blow. I, uh, I don't mean to blow your phone up. I just if I come across something really interesting. I thought you know you said hit me with something, so yeah. I find some pretty good stuff there. Yeah. 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 No. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I do like to try to. Try to give some feedback uh, now and again too. Those Any, anything you know, Whitney Webb put anything Whitney Webb puts out, I like to try to send it because I like her. I'm a big fan of Whitney Webb. Now, now, uh, David, you, you should uh, hear about this more. Really, since this is a good firsthand example here with Robbie. I mean, he was telling me about it and sent me a few videos on you know people saying that they're around people who had these mRNA shots. And you can tell that they're giving off these these Bluetooth signals, you know, like ready to uh, to receive uh, input, basically, or, or connect or whatever. And he's done it himself now. Now Robbie's confirmed this himself. Basically, you need an Android phone, and you have it in a, a certain developer mode. And um, yeah, he was showing me some of the evidence. I mean, he he was at a location. There were uh, quite a few senior citizens uh, who had taken the mRNA shots. Here, Robbie, could you uh, uh, describe a bit to David about this? 
Well, the app that I've got, and here's, here's what's really strange, is I, I, I put three apps on there. I, got, I like the best one I've got here, and I, I don't know the developer. I, it's like a the name right offhand. I sent it to you, so you can you can put it on your phone. I sent it to you. There's an app for it. Uh, there's a, a couple of other ones. There's a bunch of them on, on the Play Store. But what's really strange is I went to download a couple, to upload a couple more, and it wouldn't let me. It's like my phone knows, like, no, you're not putting no more on here. So I just left this one. I've been experimenting with him, and it, it really works. I mean, I mean, I get close to certain people, and I, and I think it works differently when there's the weather. Sometimes it doesn't give you that good of a reading, but I could name who this person is. I'll give it an initial, and I get close to him. Sometimes the uh, the number's changing them, I think, like like it would for an IP address sometimes. But I have names of people that I've named in my neighborhood, <laughs> and it's them. I get close to them and say, excellent. And the other day I sent you one. I took a picture of what I got, this whole room full of people. Everyone in there had been vaccinated. They had to be because every one of them, they were coming out excellent. It said excellent. It was picking them up. So it's really, I really believe that, <laughs> I think this is real. Maybe they're just tracking everyone with it. I sent you another video, a newer video on that. Uh, too, if you look at that, that they okay. might be using the cell towers to track everyone for some reason or another. I, I think maybe they can hack you. One guy was talking about in the 70s, they did an experiment with a bull. They put something in his head, and when the bull started to charge the fighter, they hit a button or something. I don't know. I mean, it sounds crazy, but hell, here we are holding a cell phone. I mean, who knows what yeah. we got? I mean, we talk about that a lot. And, and, so, and I mean, just so the listeners and David understands, like when, when it was saying excellent, it would mean the signal strength. If you wanted to use that connection, how far away in the signal strength? Yeah, it was excellent. Uh, David, so your feedback, sir. Well, uh, that's really interesting stuff. I, I'd like to look more into it. It, it sounds right to me because uh, with any giant agenda item like, you know, the, the COVID shot, there's always multiple agendas at play, not just one. And, of course, mind control is, uh, or behavioral control is one of the great uh, goals of this cabal is to be able to mentally control the population. So that sounds like it could be spot on. I'd like to learn more about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll send what links I can gather uh, that I had from, from Robbie and get you in touch with him. So, you know, you could have a... Uh, the ability to email you as well then and uh yeah for sure I, i'd love for you both to look into it more because yeah, this is very interesting unfortunately i i don't have a, an android at the moment i have, I have an, an iphone and so i can't but that's really weird how after you downloaded the couple now it wouldn't let you get more of these developer mode no, uh, it would, apps. it would not but listen iphone you'd have to go to the iplay store because i just talked to someone today about that he couldn't get it to load on his iphone i think he had to go to the apple play store and they might have one there I don't know. But once they find out people catching on to it, they're going to do something to cloak it. I can guarantee you that. I think they already have because when I updated my old phone, uh, it wouldn't read on there. And my other friends, there is a way. There's videos on how to hack your phone, but I would try to get the app. Even John Moore in the morning show, he was talking about it one time. He knows a bailiff at a courthouse that we collect everyone's phones. And he walked around and he did that and did an experiment in a graveyard and was picking up dead people. Well, I've heard that too. That's on videos too, but... But anyway, I won't try to swamp what, your phone. Now, 
Oh no no that's okay. cool no 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 please no no keep keep sending links I was just saying that I I meant to actually check more out and give you some feedback on them that's all no I, I appreciate everything you've been sending I, I I'm wondering though about you know everyone was talking about how 5G has been installed places more allegedly uh, ever, like during and since the lockdowns and some are claiming most areas don't have 5G actually turned on yet. Uh, but it will do serious harm to humans. A lot of doctors are claiming. Um, I don't know. Have you looked into this topic at all, Robbie? Oh, my friend actually lives. It's really strange where he lives. He's not too far from a cell tower. He lives out in the country. He's got a few acres. And he can't even really get a good phone signal. But I could still pick him up with my phone. He's he, And he's got the best Verizon. And he still can't get a good signal. And they put a tower out by him. So, yeah. I think there's still dead places out on the highway in some places, rural areas, where you still don't get cell phone service. So, yeah, that, and, you know, I think the smart meters in the houses might have something to do with it, too. This last video that I sent you, a guy was talking about that, too, that uh, we could all be going into a big database, everyone who's vaccinated and who isn't. And it might play a part of it. You're, you know, these smart meters are, you know, you have a lady who comes on and talks about that from, uh, we're getting a cook from that, too, which I, I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that could play a part, too. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it's all linked together. I mean, this thing picks up people's refrigerators, washing machines I've seen. Because it'll show you what, you know, everything. Well, yeah, like, and the, like th- the, internet, and the, of, that, the internet, internet of Things. Yeah, anything that can can uh, send and receive data. And now the human is, is, is one of one of those, right? D- David, anything else you wanted to uh, uh, say or ask uh, Robbie on, on any of that? Well, how did we ever live without our toaster being hooked up to the internet? You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember Art Bell talking about this years ago on his shows, how it was going to interfere with they were going to have it going through the lines. And it was even before I remember talking about having a cell phone like we have with my friends 30 years ago. And they said it was nuts. I go, wait, one day you'll be like Dick Tracy holding the, the internet in your hand. We used to have little, you know, Computers with 256K in them, you know what I mean? Them days you had a, a modem that went beep, beep, and you waited 20 minutes for something to come up, you know? Well, we're there. I mean, we're beyond that. I mean, my God, like you said, when we were talking about technology, what are they really hiding? I mean, what, you know? You were talking about underground bases, and then who, who brought that up last night about Phil Snyder? That's a whole rabbit hole you go down into. You guys know about that guy. You heard about that? He was going into the whole alien thing, underground bases, and <laughs> right. Yeah, when Mike was on, I guess that was. Uh, I don't remember if he or uh, a caller brought brought up uh, Snyder, yeah, but uh, it was, well, Dave was talking no, about he was no, in an underground. Mike, Mike brought up the Mike brought up the Phil Schneider burrito at the food huh. court in the underground military base. Oh, well, you guys know, yeah, yeah. But no, you know, you guys in, know in all seriousness, uh, yeah. In all seriousness, though, the underground military base stuff and the, and the tunnel world is a very fascinating subject, and I'd like to do a show on it sometime in the future because there's a lot to cover. Well, I watched Phil Snyder videos, and he looks very convincing. I mean, the guy had half his hand cut off, and he did wind up missing, I mean, not long after them videos he made. I mean, he was talking about he killed a alien or something or shot at him or they killed a couple of Marines. I mean, I don't know. Now, now why why do people who talk about underground bases always wind up talking about aliens? I was going to mention Stephen D. Kelly, you know, uh, the first guy I was doing radio 
uh, with uh, on his station. And, and yeah, no, the same thing. I mean, he, he, you know, he's had more secondhand accounts than witnessed too much of the deep underground, but he's, he's talked about uh, the, actually the land, the uh, Getty uh, is located on in, in Los Angeles there, the Getty museum. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting though. Yeah. Again, like with the alien references, I've heard him mention quite a few sources with their claims. Fascinating, weird, wild stuff. All right, we'll see you guys later. I'll I'll send you some more stuff. All right, thanks. And yeah, I'll try to send some of these to David, too. Hey, David, always a pleasure, sir. I look forward to more of your feedback. I'll I'll send you these from uh, Robbie. Oh, absolutely, and uh, thanks for having me on. And sorry for the uh, audio problems tonight. You guys take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Folks, please support the network to keep all of this uncensored, unfiltered content coming to you, and we will speak again soon. Transcend the construct. Regard. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.